You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. We think Fury by itself will trade through Orin's current valuation even after the 0.7 version. We think we'll get through that in a very short period of time. Secondly, you know, the goal is to get the momentum going into discovery at Eau Claire with Fury. So there's a really good win behind the back of the Fury share price, the momentum's trading. And then we bring back tier one metals, which we hope to have drill permits on more than one assets. Obviously there's one main asset there we're talking about. There's more coming that's gonna happen between now and when it trades. And then thirdly, once tier one's well on its way, a month later, we plan to come back with sombreros. So the strategy there, Bill, was we wanna create a cascading effect of, of momentum across exciting discoveries across all three companies and that's what's going to happen here i think going forward we're going to have a really good run in through all three companies provided the expiration results deliver as we anticipate them to do but each company should come out really strong welcome back into mining stock education i'm your host bill powers thank you for tuning in well you're going to be getting another update from ivan bebek the executive chairman of Orin resources because so much has been happening a lot of moving parts within Orin that we've been covering over the past month. So I asked Ivan to come back on because the shareholders of East Main and Orin just overwhelmingly over 99% approved the transaction. So Orin will be acquiring East Main subject to the judges signing off on it. And there will be the two Peruvian spin codes that we've been talking about. So Ivan, welcome back onto the show. Congratulations. It's a, it's a milestone, but it's not the end result. But, you know, you're kind of a discover it and sell the company type of guy. So here we are four plus years later after the founding of Orin. Did you think you'd make it this far? You know what? Uh, thank you so much. Uh, I'd say we're finally there, but by virtue of the vote. And, and it's exciting to see all that strong support. Um, I think it's an easy decision for both shareholders uh, on the Orin side. Uh, you're getting a tremendous asset in Canada to really start something special in Fury, which I'm sure we've we've talked a bit about, but we'll give some more direction here today. And then on the East Main side, you're going to get to enjoy a new caliber of technical team, something that we've been very privileged with at Orin, which we're going to we think is going to you know reveal tremendous value not only in Eau Claire but also in the other assets in the company with the plan going forward. Um, yeah, it's a great question. Did I think I'd be here four or five years later? I mean, in the past two companies prior to Orin. They didn't exist or they became producers. There was a big transformation at the end of the fourth year, fifth year. And uh, personally, if you had asked me four or five years ago, is Orin going to be trading in five years? I would have said, no, it's not. And, uh, and rightfully so, it's not trading. Um, but instead of an asset sale, which would have been really, really excellent for all shareholders and the company gone and to go do it again, we've got something that I think is much better. We're creating three opportunities that we would argue all have equal merit to deliver that, that big five to 10 or 20 times your shareholders money, you know, in three different companies coming out of the one share price. So we've created something better, I think, than a takeover, you know, aligned really well with the bull market. And I think that's where value gets compounded dramatically for shareholders. Ivan, as I alluded to in my initial comments, you're quick to the discovery and to sell, at least in your two predecessor companies. So now that you're creating two more companies in, in Peru and you're launching a developer, essentially, what should investors expect in terms of timeline and share price increase? Sure. You know, I, I think we, we all as investors have very little patience for time because time is money, right? But the prize in front of us 
is worth a lot more over a bit of time versus trying to have it all at once. In Fury, you know, our goal here is to create a Canadian mining company, right? And, and to go build that out, it starts with the share price performing and it finishes with the share price performing and meaning we're going to do stuff that's going to generate that shareholder share price return that's going to allow us to acquire more assets, to allow us to raise more capital, to go build this big venture. Um, you know, I think if I look at all three, uh, both Peruvian ones being discovery focused, uh, the one that's going to be in development and actually become potentially a producing major mining company being Fury, I think they all have huge value to deliver in the next 18 months. I think that's going to be the most exciting part. They're all going to be drilling. They're going to be drilling a lot, a lot of discovery holes, a lot of development holes, but the discovery holes across all three are going to be substantial. So I'd say that if you're a shareholder today, you've waited this long, you know, you're, you're going into three times the effort and three times the opportunity, three times the reward. And you get 18 months of that drilling excitement to be at the most mature state where the most value can be created alongside commodity price performance. This doesn't mean that in 18 months, that's peak value. It just means that the percentage return is going to be substantial. So you're really at the forefront of the best 18 months of ore and that start basically in a couple of weeks here. So with the transaction almost concluded, just with the judges needing to still sign off, uh, what was the hardest part of putting this whole thing together? You know, um, it was a great strategy. Uh, we started this a few years ago. Actually, when Goldcorp made their investment, there was a comment made amongst them and us about managing our business. And we've really taken that to heart. Uh, we didn't know we were going to have three opportunities. We thought at first we would have two, just Canada and Peru. But the silver asset and, and some other things that are coming up in Peru that you'll see being acquired by Tier 1 Metals are substantial. And so... You know, usually the assets would be the difficult part, but we, we've been on the right path with them for some time. It's been the people. The people is the number one most difficult thing that, that we look for in, in making these things really work, right? As, as you know, in, in our business plan, it's the people, like the execution ability of the people, it's the culture, and it's our shareholders that is the key ingredients to our success. So finding Michael Timmons to be the CEO and, and being able to appeal to him and have him come in with this plan um, you've got a chance to meet him. Everyone's had a chance to see a little bit about him. I've gotten way more time with Mike than, than anybody will see over the next few years. And not only is he exciting, focused, driven, but he's got a high level of discipline in, in what he's doing. And for the undertakings and the plan going forward, it's going to be paramount to, to leverage off of that and, and to watch things happen in a very professional manner. In terms of Peru, we've been hiring some incredible people who you'll hear about going forward, but you know, former, former really senior people from majors that became available, you know, through COVID, which was very opportunistic for us as we go and we take on these major discovery opportunities. So we got people first, we got people early, and this was our biggest fear in pulling this off. And then lastly, you know, market finance and trading of share prices, we've got a really good strategy of how we're doing all of this that I think is going to come together really well for everyone. So you're acquiring the All Clear project from East Main. Obviously, you saw value there. Therefore, you went for the acquisition. But I'm assuming you saw more value than you've even communicated to the market. Uh, can, is there anything you can speak to at this point regarding that? Sure. Um, absolutely. Um, you know, they've got a million ounces and change that they've drilled over 25 years. And they put together a great PEA, great start to so much more. And I think there's been a few iterations of management teams that have been through, there has been through that asset. Um, we've collected a lot of data during our due diligence that hadn't been processed before on the asset. We were able to model it. 
and we see a really substantial growth of that deposit right out the gate. Um, I think that if I was to quantify it for everyone and you will see a proper presentation in the coming weeks by the two Mike's, Mike Timmons and Michael Hendrickson and company. Um, but I would say it's probably one of the most misunderstood assets and underappreciated assets in the entire mining business. And all of the dreams that people talked about East Main when the discovery was made, we've seen them all to be true. And in six weeks, we've done more work than the average person would do on a takeover. Uh, we took a lot of risk by revealing a lot of our insight internally and with the East Main side. And we've come to a flexion point where we're ready to go drill 50,000 meters weeks after this transaction completes, November 1st. And that's a big testament to the aggressive nature of our group. I mean, to risk the money and the intellect and risk contractors and everything else, you know, to be ready to drill three weeks after the acquisition, that's rare. Normally in an acquisition, it's three months later. You start all that great work right, right after you actually get the keys to the car. But we took a chance and we really appreciate the shareholder, the strong level of support. We took a chance that we were able to convince shareholders on both sides that this was the right thing to do. So we're ready to start drilling those 50,000 meters and show everyone with the drill bit exactly how good we really think East Main is, which we think, you know, at least double, possibly triple the size of where it is in the first major pass that we take on it from an exploration perspective. So Fury will be trading on the big boards in Toronto and in New York, and I'm an American, as you know. So when I look at gold developers on the New York big board, there aren't that many. Have you done a comparison of what we might expect and how that should operate after uh, this deal is finalized? How it would perform share price wise, I should say, on the big board? Sure. Well, it's trading above the price we finance it right now, if you do the math on the deal. But the stock really needs to have a chance to trade as Fury. And there's been so much value complexity over Orin's assets, what percentage are Peru, what percentage are East Mains. And, and something one of the funds that we were marketing to in our financing for Fury came up with, it was, it was pretty interesting because they asked us for the spot value of the NPVs of both Fury and of, sorry, of Eau Claire and of Homestake. And they wanted to know what that value was. And they were using spot price for gold, which is rare. Usually you use a three-year trailing, but it really did show the leverage it has the gold price because it came in as a combined NPV around $900 million. And company was financed at about $200 million or $220 million valuation. So I think there's a tremendous amount of value that's there. Uh, we all know pointing towards a pile of gold in the ground or a bunch of ounces on a PEA is not how you get value for shareholders. It's how you sustain value. We know more importantly, the drilling is the path towards a performing share price. And you asked me how it's going to trade. Well, 50,000 meter drill program, that's huge. And it's followed by another 30 to 40,000 meters within the same 12 months from the start of November. So I think to, to come out of there, I think it's going to be a really exciting exploration program, very big in terms of magnitude. And Fury becomes a drilling company. And drilling is where the value is going to become. That's a constant catalyst for 12 to 14 months of adding, potentially adding significant gold to the portfolio. So if I look at the big board and I look what's happening around the industry, very few companies are, are signing up for 90,000-ish meters of drilling of growth and, uh, and towards development. So I, I think it's going to come out, it's going to do really well. I, I think it's going to come out undervalued. It's going to take us about 30 days to, to 60 days to get the value. But when the first results start coming out of the drilling we do at Eau Claire in January and February, I think we're going to be in a really good place for our share price performance for shareholders. 
And do you expect any sort of sell-off uh, coming out of the gate when you say 30 to 60 days to achieve uh, value? Um, it, what price action do you expect out of the gate? Uh, you know, is this, is it tr- trying to call the future. I mean, we have an election in the background and that's my only variable, uh, you know, another vote. Uh, thankfully, it's our vote has passed, but another vote to worry about. And so I'd say that um, the market's probably going to be a bit cautious everywhere and will be a victim of market conditions. But I think that a lot of people really wanted to buy into Fury and they wanted to buy into it under whatever value would be created when Fury was Fury versus the complex math that was necessary during the deal. So, you know, our goal is going to be to trade at least at Orange share price of $2 US um, or 3 to $4 Canadian in Q1, you know, possibly much more. That's me being conservative, right? And I'm doing that based off of how things are going to involve the, the entity we formed. And then from there, you know, once we get into the thick of the 50,000 meter program and we go up north to Committee Bay and company, you know, the goal is no different than it was with Thorne. It's to get to a 10 to $20 share price within 18 months. And we see that as a path forward. We see that as, you know, very few holes out of the hundreds of holes we're going to drill between all three projects in Fury being a path towards those kind of returns. There definitely is the real estate that's ready for major discoveries, not just up at Committee Bay, but also within Eau Claire expansions, new targets that have never been explored, as well as the feeder structures to homestake. You know? So you know, I think there's a real good path here towards making a, a 20, 10 to $20 share price in the next 18 months. I think once the election subsides, I think the gold market will be on properly. That bull market that we all saw starting gets to be felt in real time where we're drilling all these discovery holes. And that's just the beginning. You know, I can't predict discoveries beyond what I see and then I can evaluate with, with the group here, but there are substantial steps here. We're taking major swings and major targets and it's going to be exciting. Ivan, we've been talking about dates in the last month as uh, I've brought you on the show several times. What final date should we be aware of regarding this transaction and the spin codes and so forth? Sure. A lot of confusion here too, even with ourselves. And, and what we can tell you publicly is that you can buy shares of Warren by the close of business on Thursday. You'll end up with 0.7 shares of Fury. You'll end up with one full share for Sombrero and one full share of tier one metals, right? So you have it until close of business Thursday. We came out with the final vote announcement today. There will be a bulletin by the TSX Venture Exchange or the TSX Exchange in Toronto, the big board, which will summarize the final dates for all shareholders of what's official. But I do know that close of business Thursday is the last time you can buy shares to go and execute that. Now, one other point of that is the strategy of, you know, a lot of people ask us, why are you unlisted and how long will be unlisted for? And there's a little bit of frustration from some shareholders. Well, first off, we think Fury by itself will trade through Orange's current valuation even after the 0.7 version. We think we'll get through that in a very short period of time. Secondly, you know, the goal is to get the momentum going into discovery at Eau Claire with Fury. So there's a really good win behind the back of the Fury share price, the momentum's trading. And then we bring back tier one metals, which we hope to have drill permits on more than one assets. Obviously, there's one main asset there we're talking about. There's more coming that's going to happen between now when it trades. And then thirdly, once tier one's well on its way, a month later, we plan to come back with Sombrero. So the strategy there, Bill, was... We want to create a cascading effect of, of momentum across exciting discoveries across all three companies. And that's what's going to happen here, I think, going forward. We're going to have a really good run in through all three companies, provided the expiration results deliver as we anticipate them to do. But each company should come out really strong. 
So basically you're gonna get all your shares of Orin will have two free Spinco shares is what we're trying to achieve. So, so both Spinco shares will have a zero cost to you. And we're trying to open them around the one to $2 US, over $2 US before those companies actually drill. That's what we're working towards. Ivan, just one clarification. I believe in past interviews, we mentioned October 9th. So just to clarify for listeners, it's October 8th now that is the cutoff? October 8th, close of business is the cutoff. Uh, I would say that the exchange will put out a bulletin that will give us exact dates, but we do know that October 8th cutoff is safe. So do not wait till October 9th. Please disregard the October 9th comments. There was some confusion there for clarity. Close of business October 8th is your last time to get Spinco shares. And then Oren will trade as AUG through Friday. And then come Monday, we'll see F-U-R-Y Fury trading. Uh, I understand on uh, Monday and Tuesday, Monday in Toronto or Monday in New York and Tuesday in Toronto will be the Fury symbol. So we will be trading, I believe, as Fury and, and those final details to come by the exchange here uh, shortly. So we'll, we'll stand by for that, for that bulletin. Ivan, before you go, just uh, one quick note on your management. Looks like you've been exercising options. Can you speak to this, please? Absolutely. Um, and, you know, f- first off, any options that are exercised will go into the treasuries for the Proof Spincos. And right now we're anticipating about a $6 million and a $4 million, possibly $7 and $5 million treasuries for the Proof Spincos, which is substantial. So we've actually encouraged all of our employees and directors that at their convenience to exercise options where they can ahead of the the final completion of the of the deal so that we could put more capital it's basically a very inexpensive way to finance but it does involve some selling of shares so please don't be put off if you see some insiders selling a few shares nobody is selling shares to take profits these are cashless exercises meaning only selling enough shares to cover the cost of the exercise of the option, uh, the option and the withholding tax. Um, but, but the volume you're seeing, and if you're wondering why the price hadn't been performing more, it's solely because there's a few options being exercised and it's going to cash up the Peruvian Spincos. That's critical because both of those Peruvian Spincos will come out with all of the permitting and or acquisition money needed and 12 months or longer of GNA working capital. And that's gonna put both of the Peruvian Spincos in a position to lobby for substantial financings as they come back or prior to come back in trading that we're, we're going to plan to do in, at, at a much higher prices than people originally anticipated. And when I say that, I think between $1 to $2 US is, is what we're aiming for on a really good valuation proposition. Obviously, we have some work to do there. We're going to keep putting out press releases on the Peruvian Spincos. We're going to keep podcasts up with the developments that happen there. But prior to trading, these companies should be really well-funded and there'll be a lot of news in the next few months so they can come back with very strong performances from day one. And on that note, to finalize, I would encourage anybody who wants to be part of the Peruvian Spincos to do it now through Oren versus waiting for those actual shares to start trading because there is a possibility that we could be in a very strong environment in terms of Q1 commodity prices and we might daylight, daylight a ton of value for each of those entities with additional surface work as well as acquisitions. And that would make the price proposition much higher should we come trading than what people have somewhat assumed off of the deal transaction. So we, we valued Peru at $46 million US as is, and that's fair, but all of the news that's coming that I'm hinting towards or being very, very transparent about, it has to do with acquisitions and more results that we're gonna get from work we've been doing on the projects currently. So I, I think now's your time for sure. 
You've been listening to Executive Chairman Ivan Bebek of Oren Resources. The website, again, is orenresources.com. Ticker symbol in Toronto and in New York is AUG. And the new resultant company company is Fury Gold Mines. And you can find that very soon in about a week under the ticker F-U-R-Y. Ivan, thank you for the update. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks. The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts might cost fifty or $100,000, and it might discover something worth a couple billion.